Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Cottage Tech, episode number four. Hey, guess who's back here with me? Bruce, say hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> hey, Bruce, go get me a beer. Uh, I got mine. I'm not going to the beer fridge for you, man. I've already got one. I'm sucking it back right now. Oh, man. Mm. Um, Speaking hey, of beer. I thought emptying the beer fridge was teamwork. That Hey, it's teamwork, but uh, I did my half already. I'm part of the team, and you're part of the team. you got to get your own. Okay. Speaking of beer, though, i got to tell you, you know, Cliff and I uh, are beer drinkers. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been known to drink some red wine, some white wine, some rum, some scotch, some gin. But uh, we really are beer drinkers first, and as such, we like our beer. Beer and we, drinkers? And we're a little bit of a snob, both of us. I really think we are, when we come down to beers and what we like. So many, many years ago, when I was 16, and that goes back about... 50 years, well, not that far. No, no, it's, it's, no, it's what, like five, six years ago? Yeah, I wish it was, but a long time ago. <laughs> I went to Europe, and I was traveling with my grandmother at the time, and I was 16, which was underage, obviously, in North America. But I was introduced to European beer, and we would sit, because there's no age limit on drinking beer in Germany, you could drink when you were weaned, basically, and I drank some of the most incredible beers, fantastic beers. When I came back to Canada, I could not drink beer anymore. It took me a while to adjust. So I was always searching for beers. Now in Canada, and I know in the U.S. as well, we've got a lot of microbreweries. And these, these breweries produce some really, really good beer. And they're usually ex- relatively expensive compared to the old beers. So let me tell you where, where we sit. Unless it is about 110 degrees Fahrenheit... 40 degrees Celsius, and the beer is approximately at uh, at one degree Celsius or 33 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, I think like half uh, a degree above freezing. You know, Coors Light just doesn't cut it. And yeah, okay. the Silver Bullet at those temperatures, I will have a Silver Bullet on the on the dock anytime and enjoy it. But outside of that kind of restriction on the temperature. Like, that stuff is like drinking bloody water. And now, to to cross the border, because I'm not criticizing American beer here, I bought Carling Light, and my daughter is not a beer drinker. And and I've never suffered so much in my life as I have from any person beating me up about the crappy beer I bought. You are damn glad I wasn't there, man. I'll tell you, this stuff is water. So we like a stronger-tasting beer. I like Smithix on tap. I like British beers. I really like German beers. And I hate paying the price. Well, I, I have found in a beer store in Coldwater, Ontario, of all places. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Legal, legal, legal just called. I think we need to throw in a disclaimer. This is not a, uh, a, uh, an official sponsor of this program. However, <laughs> damn, we're doing our best to empty a beer fridge full of this stuff. And they it's would good. love to pay us and sponsor us. Like I'm in there, boy. Even if it's a case of beer a week, I'm, I'm there. But no, they, they don't even know we're doing this, and we'll probably get in trouble for doing it. But nonetheless, th- this little brewery somewhere in Oakville, Ontario, which is beside Mississauga, which is beside Toronto, and is a hell of a, hell of a step far, further south than Coldwater, Ontario, where I found the stuff, makes some incredible beer. And this beer is a buck a bottle. This is the cheapest beer by law you can get in Canada. And it is f- so far superior in taste to anything I've had. Hey, does that include deposit? Uh, well, no, you, you pay twenty six forty a case. Uh, so it's 24 bucks a case plus deposit. You get the, your money back when you return the empties. 
But seriously, uh, they have what what the Americans and Coldwater people would Sorry, call a Celtic, and uh, thus if those of us who are a little more into the uh, in the music scene and the British Isles would call Celtic. Uh, it is very close to a Smithics, although a little more bubbly. So it's like an Irish ale. And this this brewery is called Trafalgar Ales and Meads. I'm reading off the box, which is right in front of me. I'm currently drinking a portside amber, which also is very rich, very full, almost has a bit of a caramel chocolate taste. It's got a full malt flavor, and I'm not a malt beer drinker. I like the hops. I like the German stuff. I like that bitter, bitter German hop flavor. But this has an aftertaste of the German hops and has the full flavors of the malt and has a bit of chocolate and caramel, as I said. A buck of beer? I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, Coors Light, Carling's Light, I'm sorry, goat piss. Hit a silver bullet. That might be good for a Bob Seger tune, but uh, I don't want to see it in the beer fridge. It's not what I want to drink normally, especially in the winter. Uh, this stuff, I just can't believe this. And in the, some of the, one of the beer stores I just bought it in doesn't even have it listed on the panels. Like, it's not displayed. You have to ask for the darn stuff. Uh, anyway, they have four different uh, brews they produce. The two I've tasted are outstanding. But if you like Coors Light, and I'm not knocking you if you do, it's all... You know, <laughs> I guess it's, we are. Yeah, well, Cliff might. It's a personal taste, <laughs> hey, right? If you like... If, that's if, your problem. Yeah, if you like a Coors Light, if you like a Carling Light, you will not like this beer. But if you like, <laughs> I'm sorry, if you like beer, uh, then you will uh, you will find this very interesting, to say the least. So that that's it on the brewery side. Now we got to move into the cottage tech side. Yeah, and by the way, you can find them on Spears Road, somewhere between Third and Fourth Line in Oakville, just south of the QEW at www.alesandmeats.com. That's just an approximation. Which is roughly what? 45 minutes, an hour north of Niagara Falls, New York? Yeah, it's about half an yeah. hour east of Hamilton, Ontario, about 20 minutes west of Toronto, I don't know, about an hour and a half, two hours up in Paris. So, yeah, so if you're in Buffalo, New York, and you're listening to News 4 <laughs> at 11. News like, 4 at 11. Like you're only an hour away from buying this stuff. And anyway, it, it is good. It is different, and, uh, and for the price, it is friggin' remarkable. Yum, yum, Okay, Cliff, what are we really talking about today? Oh, good Lord. Oh, yeah, hey, and so much for unofficial sponsorships. Um, okay, what do we get up to today? Uh, we didn't get up to much, Cliff. We, we had a very unproductive day. Uh, our, our week goal of emptying the beer fridge, which keeps filling up, uh, and we're trying to empty it. We, by the way, we have emptied the beer fridge once in the last 17 years. It was pretty remarkable. We actually did. We ran out of beer. Actually, it was kind of scary, to be honest with you, Bruce. Uh, but yeah. do you remember that time? We actually did. I, I we know. actually did empty the beer fridge. I know I do. And I, I got to say, I was pretty close to, you know, I mean, everyone was talking about the Y2K scares, getting off the grid and all this sort of hey, stuff. Hey, I was, I was on the Michigan sites for survival and I, uh, I, everything I, else. I, I, was, I, was, I was there, man. I was, I was ready to go out and buy a 30-odd six and uh, put up solar panels. But, boy, I tell you, when I saw that beer fridge empty, man, panic set in. I didn't know what was going on. Anyway, that was once uh, our goal is to empty it again this week. Uh, we, I think we've got uh, we've done very well today. Unfortunately, we didn't get much done in the way of other projects, but we did do at least a little. We're in the fall up here in Canada, as probably most of the northern hemisphere. And at fall time at the cottage, you've got to bring in uh, 
wood. Why? Because that's what you. Because we're going to panel the living room. Uh, no, the the living room is paneled. We we're going to lay a floor. Already. No, we're we're talking rough wood for burning. And when it comes to burning wood, in the fireplace as opposed to the bonfire pit out front, you want hardwood, and that basically means up here maple and oak. Now we run into some problems because technically. Unless you have a chainsaw license, you're not allowed to cut wood on Crown land. And everything we sit on, other than my little patch here, is Crown land. Chainsaw license is not to be confused with a driver's license. No, absolutely not. Uh, and, or and a plumber's license or a gas fitter's license, I understand. Now, we all operate chainsaws up here. It's a, it's a wonderful sound to fall when you hear the chainsaws going. Well, you, you hear them often in cottage tech because, of course... Cottage country is all about chainsaws. Yeah, and I got to tell you, one thing about the chainsaw, and this is an incredible tool. I mean, it is fantastic. Um, however, the, it, the, there was, you know, these people uh, got, you know, I hate to be kind of racist or whatever because, you know, up here in Canada, we have all different races and types of people and we love them all. So I, I won't even pick the uh, pick the group that it's pertained to, but, but this guy went in, into the store because he had. He had been working his his uh, wood lot in the back for quite a few years. And his saw was just, he had sharpened it so many times, it was done. So he went in the store to get a new saw. And the, and the guy said to him at the store, he said, uh, you know, why, why are you using that old technology? You should be using a chainsaw. And, and the, the guy said, chainsaw? What's a chainsaw? Well, well, here, let me show you. These things are amazing. You know, anything you cut down with that old handsaw of yours... You can cut down 20 times as much in an hour with a chainsaw. You can just rip through this stuff. It's amazing. Guy thought, well, geez, that would be great. I mean, I could well, fill my wood shed. I could sell some wood. This is fantastic. Let me have, how much does it cost? Guy said, well, it's about, you know, 250 bucks. Whoa, 250 I mean, I can buy a regular saw for like 25 bucks. What are you talking about? Yeah, but yeah, you got to remember, a chainsaw is like a cross between a Yamaha YZ250 and a uh, and a buzzsaw. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Think of how much more production you can do. So the guy said, okay, can I bring it back? It doesn't work. I guess it's absolutely, as long as it isn't ruined, you know, take it out, test drive it. Uh, you know, if you don't, uh, you can't cut a whole bunch of wood. But, I mean, if you just test drive it bring, and you have a problem, bring it right back. We'll, we'll honor the warranty. So he takes a chainsaw, and you know what? He tries and he tries and he tries, and this thing is not as good as a sandsaw. I mean, he is got kind of nothing. So, a couple of days later, he goes back in the store and he says to the guy, "You know, this thing is is terrible. This is a piece of crap." And the and the salesman says, "What are you talking about? This is the top of the line." He says, "I just, I, I mean, I can't get. I used to be able to saw about four cords a day, and I'm lucky." If I can saw half a quart a day with this thing, this thing is crap. And the and salesman just doesn't understand it. He says, well, let me see that. I don't. I just don't understand. Let me see. So he opens a little cap. He checks for the gas. It's full of gas. He checks the chain oil. It's full of chain oil. He says, I don't understand it. So he puts it down on the floor, puts his foot on the uh, on the on the little flat part, and he he grabs it the handle for the the rope, and he pulls it, and the chainsaw just whips into action. <laughs> And the woodcutter jumps back and says, What the f*** is that? What's that noise? <laughs> I love that old joke. Okay, so anyway, so we got the uh, we got the chainsaw going here. Unfortunately, Cliff's chainsaw is uh, is suffering from middle age like the rest of us and is having a hard time getting started. On top of that, the one thing, you know, 
I, I got to say that if you have a, a bar that's under 18 inches, you are not a man. So, yeah, no, uh, I know all these people claim they have chainsaws. Some of them are electric, for heaven's sakes. Oh, man. And they got these 12 like, and 14 like, inch chains, like, like bars. I mean, you know, this is for cutting rose bushes. 12 inch, chain, 12 inch electric chainsaw? Sorry, but that's for hairdressers. So Cliff's got a 20 inch bar. I had an 18 inch bar in my Husqvarna, but Husqvarna I, is. I, I is think toast. we just lost the whole fashion industry, but. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> Cliff used my Husqvarna and toasted it. It wasn't uh, in good shape before that, but now it's actually friggin' dead. It's hey, it's a great doorstop. It's in the garage. Keeps the door oh, keeps geez. the garage door he open. He won't even bring it back and show it to me because of what he did to it. And oh, he's he too ashamed. So Cliff's got a twenty incher, and uh, we were out using that, but it's, it's very temperamental. It's got some problems right now. So we, our 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 goal today was to fill the woodshed, and to do that without breaking too many provincial laws. <laughs> and without above uh, all being caught, unfortunately, two or three things happened. One, the chainsaw didn't cooperate. It was having a cranky day. Cliff spent most of the day that was most of the conscious day. I will add, working on the chainsaw, trying to get it started. So, I went around and did a few odd jobs around the cottage. Then we kind of consumed a whole lot of beer today while we were trying to get the chainsaw going. Well, we had that other project we had to work on. Remember that? that uh, was, um, I don't remember em- a lot from today, that, actually. That was, that was emptying the beer fridge. Mm. Remember we started that just after breakfast? That's the one project we, we succeeded yeah. at pretty yeah. well. And, and, and we, were gonna, was- we were going to go over and see Frantic Frank. And we called him Crazy Frank in the last yeah. episode, the, but the really, Frank, 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 Frank is Girl Blaster. Yeah, we'll get to him. And once again, we're not using real names here. Right. So yeah, we're going to go over to see Frantic Frank. And unfortunately, we both passed out uh, because we had done such a good job on our overall week's objective of emptying the beer fridge. Yeah, but that's because you started emptying the beer fridge right after breakfast while I was trying to rebuild yeah. the chainsaw. Oh, hell, I, I didn't have my first beer till 11.03. Well, yeah, but that was just after breakfast because we slept in because of that day we had yesterday doing all that stuff. Yeah, but it's a, it if you know if I hadn't been cutting that trying to cut that tree yesterday to warm the saw up, I wouldn't have seized up the brake on a thing. Well, because for you people that don't understand, chainsaws have these really cool brakes on them, where if the uh, let me digress back and explain what a chainsaw is. A chainsaw is like a motorcycle drive or a bicycle drive chain with little sharp teeth on every link with an elect- with a gas-powered motor that cranks out a few horsepowers and spins a chain around and it chews through trees. And the problem is if it bites into a tree and doesn't move, the thing can have a heck of a kick. So they put these really neat brake things on it so that if it kicks back, it stops the blade in a big fat hurry and supposedly protects you from carving grooves in your forehead. Well, unfortunately, the brake on mine got kind of all messed up, and it seized, and it was burning, and I had smoke coming out, and I didn't know what to do. So I started trying to rebuild it this morning, and I realized I needed parts, and I kind of had two choices. Um, Take the chainsaw back to the city, order parts, and rebuild it, and not get any firewood done this weekend, or take the emergency brake out of it and uh, go off into the woods and fill the wood box. So as... as Unaccustomed as we are to taking risk with power tools, especially after we've had a few drinks, Cliff decided to continue to chainsaw without the 
safety brake on it. Well, now, Bruce was working on emptying the cha- emptying the beer fridge, so I mean, you know, like, hey, what could I hey, do? Hey, we all have our tasks, you know. We all have our, our burdens carrying life. I, I couldn't let the dude down. He was working hard on emptying the beer fridge, and my job was to get the chainsaw now, running to fill the woodshed. Now I got to tell you, we we. Yeah, we talk about drinking beer and doing work and power tools. And and one thing I, I say is, you know, it's kind of like the Jackass movies. Don't do this in your own home. Yes, we, we are trained uh, professionals. Yes, we are uh, drunk professionals. And uh, <clears throat> and you shouldn't try and repeat this. In fact, we are a little more cautious than we, than we make out in this session. Because uh, in one of Cliff's weaker moments, we... Uh, we had actually had consumed quite a few beers, and he was chainsawing. And then our neighbor came over and asked us. Uh, he 